Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. To be the next governor of New York. Andrew Giuliani. I shouldn't fumble your last name because that's key here, Andrew. This is the Andrew Giuliani Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Here's Andrew Giuliani. Okay, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Andrew Giuliani Show. And all year I've been talking about sports picks with my good friend Mike DeDino, who is WABC Sports, and he's done a great job. Um, Mike? I got to ask you, what's your middle name? Tell me James. what you, James. Okay, Mike MJD. Michael James Dedino. I hate when people do that. I don't know I don't know why I heard somebody the other day say Thomas Edward Brady and I'm like there's no need to do that. We know who Tom Brady is. No need to actually do in there. So I want to introduce you as MJD over here. How about that? Appreciate it. Nice to uh, be on the show. Appreciate you having me on. Looking no, of course. Look, there's not enough content about the Super Bowl no, on Super Bowl not. week. So I feel like we've got to give the people even more content. So for the next 45 minutes we'll talk about the Super Bowl from every different angle you possibly can. Um, look, the truth is, for me, this is probably something that uh, it goes back to my childhood. My birthday always used to be that week of Super oh, Bowl. Nice. So we used, we used to always have the family come over, and it was a big event. We'd play football before the game like so many families end up doing. There were a couple of different hospitalizations because of that. So that's why I feel yeah, like those. even though the NFL over the last couple of years has kind of pushed some of the social justice messaging, um, which we can get into if we want talk about how you know there's a black national anthem they play before the game. Uh, it still is something that I feel like is this American holiday uh, that brings people together. Um, I don't know, what are you planning to do on the Super Bowl Sunday? What are you, how are you going to be consuming it is, the Super Bowl? It is Bowl? funny how the Super Bowl is pretty much at this point a holiday. You get it together with your friends, family, eat a ton of food, and yep. it's, it's, it really has become come a holiday now funny enough i don't have any big crazy plans this weekend probably just watch with a few friends um order a ton of food and enjoy the game i personally am not the biggest fan of the super bowl actually why not tell me i just think that as for me somebody that loves the fantasy loves the betting perspective of it it's just like the end it's the end all <laughs> it be is. it now it's over it's kind of just like one last hoorah is one game opposed to eight hours of commercial free football and red zone. Mm -hmm. There's no fantasy. It's just, it's just like the end it's over and it signifies, you know, the last game in six months after (laughs) this of no football. So it's a little bittersweet for me. Obviously I'm excited for the game, everything that goes into the game, all the preparation that goes into the game. And when I mean that, I mean all the food that I'm going to be consuming (laughs) during the game. I'm excited for that, but you know, then it ends and, and a week from today, it's over. And it's kind of sad. Yeah, it is. I, and I get that same feeling really right after you get to that. Maybe even like the divisional round, right? You have that at least weekend of games. You get four games that weekend. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my God, only two games over. next weekend. Especially if your team isn't in it. Then then you get done with and you're that. you're used to that by this point. Well, I mean, I, I'm a Giant fan over here. I believe we won four Super Bowls, so I'm doing okay. I'm not doing too bad. The last the last ten years have been a little rough. I'm not going to lie over here. Um, but you're like a... You're an adopted Jet fan, aren't yeah. you? Is that what you are? So, so what are you doing throwing stones over this yeah, way? You're living in like the a glass house no, over we here. We have nothing. <laughs> we have absolutely nothing. Okay, I'll tell you what. Before we get into the Super Bowl, 
Uh, what do the New York Jetropolitans look like next year? Tell me what they look like. Pretty much the same when, at least at the top, right? right. You still have Salah, I think. Mm-hmm. You still have Douglas, I think. Right. And you still have Aaron Rodgers, I think. Yeah. So at the end of the day, that's going to be your nucleus of the team. They're so in bed with Aaron Rodgers at this point that if Rodgers says, I want this guy in the draft, I want this guy in free agency, you'd think the the, the team um, does that for him. It's, yeah. it's just going to be the Aaron Rodgers show, and you're just going to kind of close your eyes and you're going to pray to the, the man upstairs that he could stay healthy this year yeah. and that last year or this year is next year and you still have Super Bowl aspirations. There's a lot that needs to still go right for the Jets. I need to completely retool their whole offensive line. They need to add a second receiver. But other than that, if you take the whole <laughs> offense out of the picture, I mean, the defense looks good. I, I don't know where the Jets go next year because for me, and I said this many times, the Packers were better without Aaron Rodgers this year. You look at the last uh, half of the year. I mean, they, they were one of the best and football to me, teams that's over concerning. the last concerning. I don't just think you place Aaron Rodgers on the Jets and you go from legitimately the worst team in the league to the best team in the league. So I have a lot of question marks. I think they'll be competitive if Rodgers is healthy. I think they'll add in free agency. I think they will address the offensive line in the draft, but still a lot of question marks heading into next season. And I don't even know if Robert Sell is the, the answer. I just think that, you know, you kind of do a mulligan for last year. You're a golfer, Mulgan. I got it. Um, that was good. That was I like how you did I that. Very just, nice. You just kind of redo last year, and you just kind of hope and pray that it works out. And then if it doesn't, you just it, it's a, it's over. You get rid of everybody. So I'm not really sure how they're going to be. I'm not really sure what the expectations mm-hmm. are. I'm not really sure what their over under is going to be. Uh, I would guess you know like nine and a half. Okay, so that, so that puts them that puts them right on the cusp of the you playoffs. Would hope basically. That you really would <coughs> hope that they're in that playoff race, mm-hmm. but I mean it's still a tough division. I mean, look, Miami and Buffalo right there. We know the Patriots are going through a rebuild, but Miami and Buffalo, those are four tough football games mm-hmm. that the Jets have to play. You know what I feel like the Jets are this year? And I like Salah a lot. I've gotten to know the guy. I really think he's a top notch guy, so I am rooting but for him because of that. Even as a giant, even well look. Think about it this way. They had one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, four plays in, have their season absolutely ruined, right, at that moment. And he was still able to get seven wins out of that football but team. But the seven which wins I was, think is still, which is still impressive. This year. Look, there's no doubt about it because they had all these expectations like this is Super Bowl or bust. lost their quarterbacks? You see a team like, for me, a team that pops out like Cleveland. Right. Why was Cleveland able to insert Joe Flacco and, into their offense? And now, obviously, it didn't end how they wanted to. They were blown out in the playoffs, but they were still competitive throughout the season. They won a division in a tough... They didn't win a division. They yeah, made the playoffs. They won, won 11 the games. Card. They won 11 games, mm-hmm. and then... Yeah. With Joe Flacco. Look, I think... Why is that team able to, with a similar roster, able to overcome the quarterback play, but the Jets aren't? And that to goes me, to your favorite player in New York, Zach Wilson, right? They obviously thought that Zach Wilson was their project that maybe they could actually get. And, and we don't have to talk about that. But um, He will not be on the roster next year. That's your prediction. He's not on the I, roster next year. I think that's pretty much... 
Uh, not even like practice squad no, quarterback no, or anything like him. that. He's done. There's been some speculation that they're going to move him within the next few weeks. Interesting. What are they going to get back from? Like a seventh round pick or Pretty something much, like that? I would uh, I would say about six seventh round. I mean, what can you? You still owe him. I think he's guaranteed almost five million next year. Right. So you can't give up any serious draft. At, mm-hmm. at this point, I mean, if you're a team maybe like Arizona, mm-hmm. if you're a team maybe like Minnesota, and you don't have you have some uncertainty at the quarterback position. Maybe you just throw a dart, yeah, and you take him in the backup, right? And you just hope that that strong arm turns into. Well, bef- before we lose all of our viewers talking about the New York yeah, Jets, which it. may be a risk, I just have one more analogy okay. about the New York Jets and what I felt like the first four plays of the season, from play one to four, and then play five onward, was like reminded me of the Buffalo Bills for the four years that they went to the Super Bowl in the early 90s. The Jets, right before the fourth play of their season when Aaron Rodgers ends up busting his Achilles, there was so much hope. It was like the Buffalo Bills in year one or two of that run. And immediately, it got to the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl in year four, where you just knew the inevitable was going to happen. And I feel there's a little bit of that this year with the Jets already, which it's like, hey, look, we know the worst is going to happen. It's almost like we're cursed over here, um, whereas there was this feeling that Aaron Rodgers can lift this curse. Um, I don't know if there's going to be that optimism in the building like we saw last time. There's going to be a lot more pressure. It's going to be another fascinating cover to actually watch next year, Um, but uh, I'm really interested. Before we get on to the teams that are still playing, New York Giants, your thoughts about them Yeah, next I was going to say, before we do go to the Super Bowl, I'll tell you who the Jets will be better than next year, and that is the New York Giants. I'm not high Giants should have won that football game this year, by they the way. They should have. They should have won the football game. I think game. if they won that game, and then if they won the uh, Buffalo game with yeah. Waller, I think they actually would have made the playoffs. Hey, crazy enough. I know. They were right there. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. I'm not high in the Giants next year. I don't see... I, th- I think if you look up and down this roster, I just think, where is the talent? Where are they going to be good? I think you're going to lose Saquon. Right. I think he's going to go to free agency. I don't see them tagging him again. I don't you don't think so, huh? I just think at this point of his career, he's done the tag. He he wants the contract. Somebody will pay him, even if it's a, a two-year, three-year deal. Somebody will pay him. A Baltimore, to me, makes sense. Mm. Maybe a Buffalo. Somebody will pay him, and it's going to be a team that's a win-now type of team, and they pay him a two-, three-year deal. And I just don't think the Giants, that really makes sense for them right now. I just think it's a perfect time to move on. He did what he can for the team. Right. They had a, their nice little cute run. They won a, they won a playoff game, and I think <laughs> you just move nice on at this point. nice little cute one. Um, I just look at uh, Barkley, and I think that he's looking at what happened to Dalvin Cook last year, and I think he's got a couple options, right? He can try to get a two-year deal with the Giants. I think the Giants would do a two-year deal for him and say, look, we want to lock him up for another year. This is a little bit to you right quickly, here. We look if, at this. If the Giants but, give him a two-year deal, yes. and then let's say, to me, the team that makes the most sense is Baltimore. Mm-hmm. If Baltimore gives him a two-year deal, but it's not going to be. He goes to play with maybe Odell Beckham, a friend there, and a team that has a good chance to he win. He and Beckham never played together, though. But they're still. They are never, they buddies? I don't think they, they ever played buddies. together. I, I know, Odell, maybe, maybe that very first year, maybe they, they did. They're buddies. Odell was. I heard Odell on a podcast, right, <coughs> recently, and they're good friends. Okay. I think. But I think if you go there, you go to a win now situation. I think that two year deal sounds a little more appetizing than kind of rebuilding with the Giants. So I just don't see him coming back. Hmm. I think he's coming back. I think. Um, 
I think you kind of tag have or two to year. There's uh, not going to be more than a two year deal. I think you tag him, and then I think there's a two year deal that ends up getting negotiated okay. there. And here's the thing: I think at this point for Barkley, he looks the tag gets him twelve million dollars, and my guess is that second year and would be very no similar to that. So chump change. And if you look at the running back market, I mean, how much more is he going to end up getting from Baltimore? Is he going to get two years, twenty five million? I mean, you're talking about maybe a million more dollars. He's going to be able to recoup that but just being in the New York this market. Is probably is one chance to really cash in on a contract because after this, if he doesn't, if he tags again, then you're going on 27, you're going on another year, and he struggles this year. That's another year of struggling. That probably makes like three of four years now mm-hmm. that he struggled, and then he may lose that two, three year deal that he could sign. Cash it in, you're still in the prime, you stayed relatively healthy last year, you showed that you could still be a centerpiece of an offense. Cash it in, do it for yourself, I think. Yeah, but I think the Giants, they have. They have the opportunity to franchise him, and I think they will. I think at this point they absolutely will, and they'll offer him the second year and say, here, here's the second year. Here's why I think this is good for you. Always a giant here. It's great for his marketability going forward. Um, You know, look, the Giants take care of their own, and that's why I think I understand where you're coming from on this, and he may look at it and say, look, we're not the Baltimore Ravens over here. We have a chance to, you know, do something special somewhere else. But I do think he's going to look at being a giant long term, and, and that's where I think he's going to go with that. Um, I am a delusional giant fan, though, so we are making the playoffs next year. There's no doubt about it. I mean, look, if they doubted us in 2022, why can't we make do it in really 2024? Yeah, I do. I believe we're going to make it. That's I. I just don't that's see, it. When look, you look we, up and down the roster. Look, I just don't see enough talent. Now, here's why. Especially let's, when you I, compare it to some I other am teams. all about trends, and I love looking. At momentum. The Giants, over the last couple of weeks of the season, beat the Green Bay Packers, who were this close away from going to the NFC Championship game, and demolished the Philadelphia Eagles, well, who, just, who, just two, who just two months before people were saying were one of the best teams in the NFL. Maybe in NFL history, they yeah. were saying, right? They were like unbelievable, unstoppable. You couldn't stop them for two yards, yet the Giants absolutely demolished them. And that's why the New York Giants are going to be a playoff team in 2024. Market, you heard it right here on the Andrew Giuliani Show. Take whatever odds you're getting. You had good odds this week in Vegas on it right there. I got the New York Giants going to the playoffs in 2024. So uh, let's bet. Let's bet a stake on it right, right. there. Straight, straight money right here. We got. We got Sounds a stake on it. Me. Nice stake. I'll, I'll gladly take a nice free stake. There we go. So we get. We got a stake bet on it. Um, okay. Now to the big game, the game that everybody is talking about over here, the Winter Classic in uh, MetLife Stadium yeah, I'm next week. For that yeah. One. No, no, the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Just, uh, just kidding around over here. Okay. There's a whole lot of talk about Patrick Mahomes recently as being potentially now the greatest quarterback of all time. I love Mahomes. I think he's amazing. I think he's got talent in ways that maybe Brady or Manning did not have. But I do think it's kind of ludicrous right now through six seasons to call him the greatest of all time. Where do you think you are on this I don't think it's fair. I think why can't we ever just – with social media now and and just how – the world kind of works. You could never just like enjoy the moment. You can never just sit back and say, "Man, this guy is a generational talent. He's playing in his fourth Super Bowl already." We just have to jump to the Tom Brady comparisons, the Peyton Manning comparisons, and it's just kind of how the way sports media works, and everybody wants to do it. And for that, we can do it. I think that he is, you know, he. It's unfair to put him in that. Brady conversation right now, but he'll get there. I mean, he's mm-hmm. on the trajectory to get there. He's the best quarterback in the league. He's the best quarterback of the last decade. He's the most talented quarterback that I could really say I've ever seen. Just yeah. the plays that he makes. Unbelievable. It's just, 
he is on that Brady trajectory, and he's going to probably go down as the best, if not the best, top five quarterback to ever do it. And I just think, let's enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It, it's, it is so much fun to actually watch him. I and mean, you think about that opening drive against Baltimore and the play that he made throwing back to Kelsey. And I'm happy you brought that up. Because on, was it on fourth down, I think mm, it was. Fourth and two. Was first a, drive of the game. Yeah. You just sit back and you say, this guy is just, yeah. uh, as a Jets fan, <laughs> I sit back and I say, I, I couldn't even imagine the Jets converting this play. It's just I couldn't even fathom a world in which the Jets would complete this play. And just it, it's just it, it's him, it's Andy Reid, it's Travis Kelsey. It's just it's the perfect recipe. And, and I mean that first drive, the touchdown throw to Kelsey. Just watching that first drive, I was like, this is. This is Patrick Mahomes, man. This is the number one defense in the league. Nobody's picked his really picked the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl for mm-hmm. some reason because they struggle in the regular season. Yeah, but I then, got off the bandwagon. I, I'll really admit, everybody I got off the bandwagon. Off the bandwagon. Yeah. And, and, and it didn't make a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. I think I brought it up to you. Yeah. Some of the games that they lost, we're talking about a guy lining off an inch offsides. Yeah. We're talking about a guy in Marquez Valdez-Scantling dropping pretty much a wide open. Granted, it was a tough catch. Yeah. Granted. He would want to make that grab. A wide-open touchdown pass. And then if you go all the way back to that week one game, Tony had a, a bad drop that turned into a pick six. Yeah. I mean, there's like three, four games that they probably win nine out of ten times, and they just so happened to lose those games at one time this year. Affected their record, affected them regular season wins, and then everyone just kind of jumped off the bandwagon. And yeah. Then yeah, Mahomes in the playoffs, and yeah. it's an easy game. I'll tell you what got me. It was a little bit of the home in New York push. I saw Buffalo coming on hot, and it was more of like rooting for my friends in western New York, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they've had such a rough go of it in Buffalo where so many just just close as this and that. And for me, I was just like, Buffalo has to do Are it one time. Are they still distraught over they, that loss? Now <laughs> let me think, ask you a question. I don't think they're going to get over it until the, the playoffs next year. Are they mad could, at Tyler at which point Bass you may get even who more. missed the field goal? Or did they know that when Bass, if Bass kicked that field goal, Mahomes probably comes down and scores? And by the way, yes, that's a very good point, I think, that doesn't get mentioned. But I was a field goal kicker in high school oh, and actually you? tried out in college, as a matter of fact. Oh, I, was wow. a, I was a decent kicker. I actually was, was an all-state kicker, third-team all-state uh, at 44 yards. Right now, with my hamstrings, I'd, I'd have to take a couple weeks of practicing to actually get there. Uh, but the answer is yes, you make that kick 9 out of 10 times, basically, even as a high school kicker. But he missed it by so much. That was the thing. And I know there was wind out there. and Nerves, you think? I think definitely some nerves. I think here's the thing. When you're a kicker and there's that much crosswind, you're actually aiming at the upright yeah. or maybe even outside the upright. And and that actually takes an incredible amount of commitment to be able to go and to look and to say, hey, there's the camera right there. There are the uprights. I'm going to actually aim it there with my season on the line. Like if you look at where that ball started, it started in the middle and just went hard right. And I think he just, uh, I don't know what happened exactly on that kick, but he almost looked like, a golfer who would slice and kind of came out of it and took his hand, head up and looked almost as he was kicking the ball versus down through kick hard, uh, you know, to that left upright and just have it fade back in there. But it was just, oh, it, just it was seems just like everything happens brutal. right for Kansas City. Yeah, it does. They just always seem to win these close games. They always seem to just make that play at the end of the game, and that's what makes them great. Yeah. 
Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it's amazing. And and actually, I like Mahomes a lot, too, and, and I'm kind of pulling for him. I'm a little conflicted. We'll get into who we're rooting for in a little bit, but I'm a little conflicted between Purdy and Mahomes because I actually really like Purdy a lot, too. I I, I got to say, and is this a good time to transition over to San Fran now? It's a good time for you to transition any time that you want. You know, it's that's your choice. You're I, an adult, and, and I can't make that uh, decision over you. That's, that's for you. Still thinking about that one. Yeah, good luck. But the transition to San Fran... If you watch that game against Detroit, San Fran was outplayed. Mm-hmm. Pretty much they were outplayed in both playoff games mm-hmm. at this point. But just the poise that Purdy has, yeah. that like 10-year veteran poise to keep the guys together, to just keep calm, to keep cool, to keep collective. And he just has that poise to him, man. Mm-hmm. And, and that, to me, has been like something that I learned about him in these two playoff games that – you know, these games sometimes get bigger. The stage the stage is big. You yeah. have 50 million people watching you. You're down in both of those games. You're not playing great. Uh, the team's not playing great. He had a few interceptions. You should have thrown him probably both games. And you just come out flat in that Detroit game. Right. And then just to turn it over yeah. at halftime just shows that he is not a game manager. Yeah. You could say what you want about him. You could say he's in the perfect situation with the perfect coach with a ton of weapons. But he is a very, very impressive young man. And I think he's kind of shown that over the last two weeks that we got to stop calling this guy a game manager. He is turning into an elite quarterback. Yeah. The plays that he made, really, really impressive. That scramble run for a first down against Detroit was amazing. And I'll tell you what and I— he is pretty— He's a lot better than with his legs. Yeah. And People give him credit. Nobody gives him any type of credit to be a, a run-first, and he's not a run-first quarterback, mm-hmm. but he's athletic enough to use his legs in those third-and-short situations, yeah. and you really never said Absolutely. that about his game. It's, it's one of these things, a defensive coordinator, I'm sure Spagnola, who's you know one of the best ever. I mean, he's I just go, uh, go back to Super Bowl Forty Two and the job that he did on the Patriots was unbelievable. Um, but I'm sure that's something Spagnola's got to think about as he ends up calling different zone and man, right? If you end up going man on a guy like that and all of a sudden the linebackers backs are turned you know Purdy's 20 yards down the field in no time and all of a sudden it turns into a really really big play so it's fascinating when you have a quarterback that has that kind of mobility who can actually change the game in doing that along with what other whatever weapons you have how a defensive coordinator will actually call the game because of that um but to me I'll tell you one of the things that I really really love about both Mahomes and Purdy uh, and this is a little bit outside of the game, but I think it's really important to point out. Both of these are faithful men. They're men that have talked about their connection with religion. Uh, they've talked about their faith. And I think in a time 
when sometimes in America we're short on role models, on real role models. Uh, I think that's it's a storyline that maybe is not getting discussed enough over the Super Bowl week, uh, and I think it should be covered more. I mean, Purdy's talked multiple times about how he's read through the Bible this year and how that has given him faith in some of these tougher moments. Mahomes talks about it all the time. I believe he leads a Bible study for the Chiefs. Um, and to me, again, at a time I think when kids are short on role models, they're two really good role models. Yeah, and that doesn't get enough credit. It's just kind of something that I guess this came in. You, you see a lot more now. Mm-hmm. Um, Tebow kind of started that whole yeah. Bible mentality. But you see a lot now, I think, the first person that a player usually thanks is is God. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that's interesting now, and you kind of see it more in this era. And Mahomes and Purdy do both have a relationship with God, and I think it's important that everybody does. And I think, you know, we are kind of getting closer to that now, especially mm-hmm. when you see a guy like Mahomes and a guy like Purdy, guys that are role models, right. start to start to say that on the big stage. I think that does influence young, even myself, to mm-hmm. get more involved. But especially, like you said, young kids looking for role models. I think those are just two great role models yeah. to, um, to look up to. Now, yeah. it's funny, Mahomes is, I guess we could kind of get Mahomes. Yeah. Family's kind of been in some it's hot been, water, but he seems to always stay the course. Yeah, he seems to really be a, a genuine person. Mm-hmm. He's, despite all the distractions in his family, I, yeah. I've, no, it's been it's been fascinating. He's and just I've, seemingly just the perfect human being. Right. And, uh, it, it it is it is amazing how focused he is, and I think a lot of this does have to do probably with his faith that uh, around times of turmoil, and, and obviously his brother over the last bunch of years has been the focus of a lot of that in the media, and now recently his father, who uh, was arrested for a DWI. Um, I know that, uh, and again, I've become acquaintances with, I wouldn't say good friends, but I've become friendly with his mother, and his his mother is somebody who I think really helps him and instilled a lot of those she values in, the in him there. Much. She hasn't. She she kind of has more of a private presence in his life, uh, and uh, and it's it really is amazing when you think about that. And sometimes the turmoil that it can even happen personally, and how you can remain focused on your faith, how you can remain focused actually on your job, and how you can inspire people. Mahomes is really really inspiring people um, in a, in a way where look when he gets on the field. He's brash. He's sometimes cocky, right? I mean, you could argue he's arrogant. He's got unbelievable self belief. A lot of people don't love his on the field antics. A lot of people don't. He's trying to do everything he possibly can, working the refs, doing this. Um, but you never ever have a doubt that he has his teammates' backs 100% of the way, 100% of the time. Um, and I think also people end up getting jealous of that. I wonder if at some point, right, in the career of Tom Brady, there was a really, really long period in the middle of his career where he was kind of the anti-hero. That's going to happen with Mahomes at some point. Something's going to happen where all of a sudden they don't like Mahomes anymore. You can only be at the top for so long. You can only be at the top for so long, but it's uh, he is just absolutely fast, and you're right. We should absolutely enjoy this. Wherever he ends up falling on the all-time list, he's going to fall in the top five, top ten, whatever it ends up being. Maybe in the top two or three. I've seen some of the stuff where multiple MVPs and multiple Super Bowl championships before the age of 30, that's only Brady, uh, Montana, 
and uh, and Mahomes. Got like that's it. Playoff that's wins. It. It's it's amazing he's, he's to see. Already got more playoff wins than Rodgers. Yeah, I think he's got the same amount of playoff wins as Manning. Right. Like we're talking about Peyton Manning. No, I Aaron know. Rob more than Drew Brees. More yeah. than your man's Eli Manning. <laughs> it, it's just future Hall of Famer Eli Manning. Let me say <laughs> that, that's that's another prediction right there. Um, okay, Andy Reid. Right. Okay. Where is Andy Reid in the coaching pantheon? You know, for a long time, it was Andy Reid can't win the big game. Yeah. I think it was more because he was hampered by uh, the city of Philadelphia more than anything. And not the city of Philadelphia. I actually like the city, but Eagles fans. Um, where is Andy Reid on the all-time pantheon of coaches? I guess I guess we can re-ask this question uh, next week. Although, is it also... Here's another question. Is it fair to judge somebody specifically on a Super Bowl victory or a Super Bowl loss. Unfortunately, it is. It is, right? What is, We're a what winning is the name culture. of the game? You got to right? win. You got to win the game. That's, you play the to win the, day, the game. That all that matters is Super Bowl wins. I mm-hmm. guess people don't go down and say, well, uh, he made four Super Bowls, but he didn't win one. We're going to give him the greatest coach of all time. Andy Reid's a great coach. He's mm-hmm. always been a great coach. As somebody that was a big Michael Vick fan. Yep. The way that he he really like transcended that position because mm-hmm. nobody really you know Vic on Atlanta was a run first quarterback, mm-hmm. but then Vic came to Philly and he became a dual threat quarterback, yeah, arms and legs. And Andy Reid was the head coach for that, and the way he schemed up Vic, yeah, had, Vic had like a year and a half renaissance where all of a sudden it was like, what is this was, guy doing? It was amazing. You can believe that. He was the most exciting quarterback to watch in yes. the NFL, but he was arguably one of the best For a stretch, even in Philly, he was. For a stretch in, the in NFL, Philly. And they made a playoff game, and they yeah. lost a tough game on the road to Rodgers, and then Vic couldn't just stay healthy. The pro- that was the problem with Vic. Yeah. Took too many hits. But he really like changed that dual threat. Before we really th- saw dual threat quarterbacks, Andy Reid was kind of the one that brought that to light. And then he went to Kansas City, and that was the best thing to ever happen to him. And he, and he just got this perfect match with Patrick Mahomes. And for me, I don't love comparing him to the older quarterback. I like to compare him to the coaches that I've wa- that mm-hmm. I've watched. But to me, it's Belichick one. Yeah, and Andy Reid's not far behind. Wow, that's a pretty big comparison. Quarterbacks but that I've watched. Yeah. Uh, at, yeah, coaches. That coaches. I've yeah, it's um, because who else is he really in the conversation? You could say Tomlin's in the conversation, but for me, Reed's over Tomlin. Yeah, and I feel like Tomlin ends up being—I don't know why—I feel like he's a little bit overrated. I know he's got longevity and all that. But he's never had know. a losing record. You got to give him. That's that. true. That's true. And he's—he's he's gotten a lot of mediocre teams to the playoffs, and he has, especially right? this year. Yeah. Exactly. You look at that team. You look at Roethlisberger's last year. That was a mediocre team that I think basically Roethlisberger willed along with Tomlin to the playoffs. Um, but, I mean, who can you put? I mean, let's just even say the last 10 years, who is a better coach than Andy Reid? Like, if you were to pick your head coach, yeah. start from scratch, you say, all right, Andrew, you're building a team. Who do you take at head coach? Yeah, it's Belichick, Andy Reid. It's I mean, Belichick that's kinda, and Andy Reid. That's, that's your short And I think right Andy's kind of coming up on Belichick now. Well, he's definitely got the momentum in the last bunch of years. I mean, it's amazing and what think, a, what a top a top of all time quarterback can do for no, your coaching it, it resume, amazing, right? But if you Andy's always been competitive, whether mm-hmm. it was with Philly, whether yeah. it was with McNabb, Vic, then the Alex Smith. He's always had his teams competitive. We see Brady leave the Patriots, and we see kind of the downfall of Belichick, and now he can't even get a job. Whether or not he turned the Atlanta job down is kind of coming into I think he did turn the job down. My my feeling is he did turn it down because I think Belichick wanted more control over it, and I think he looked in Atlanta, and he was like he wasn't going to get the control that he wanted. Here's my theory, though, and this goes exactly against what I said at the beginning of the, the show. 
I think Bill Belichick, if the Giants don't actually go to the playoff next year, I think Bill Belichick may be the coach of the New York Giants. In he will coach again. That's my. That's another potential prediction. So I am doing dual predictions okay, here. Number of my prediction yeah. one is that the Giants are going to make the playoffs in 2024. My prediction two is if prediction one doesn't come true, Bill Belichick is going to become the coach of the New York because Giants in 2025. Because I said to you a few weeks back, I didn't think the, the that's called hedging. Atlanta, and I like that. And, and I said <laughs> to you a few weeks back, I, I don't think Belichick to Atlanta ever made sense. Yeah, you just. You don't have the quarterback, right? And he he already did that. Mm-hmm. He already the last three four years without Brady, he's done that. He, yep. he he tried to draft a quarterback in Mac Jones, and they whatever that failed. I don't think he wants to go into another situation when he says, "All right, now I got to do this whole new thing. I have to draft a quarterback. I have to bring in a new quarterback, mm-hmm. and I have to kind of start from scratch again on a team that has been pretty mediocre for the last five six years. Yeah. That doesn't have a they have talent. They don't have a ton of talent. Mm-hmm. They have talent." I don't think he really wanted all that. I think he wants to go into a good, a good, a good situation. Good situation, and I think the only real good situation this this off season was, I guess, the Chargers because you have the quarterback, and that was Harbaugh's job to lose. So interesting point, and I think they're all very good points. I'm going to take the opposite side of that coin, though. I think what Bill Belichick, he in his mind, has to do has to build something. For him, he has to take a program that may be struggling and say, "I can Chargers build too. this up." It's yeah, not like but the Chargers but they, have but, had they all, but here's the thing: if they win. Uh, immediately, all of a sudden, it's going to be, well, they already had something packaged for him. They had Herbert. They had a great offense. The Chargers just kind of came in there. They made the playoff. They should have won a playoff game last year, right? I mean, they were up 20-something points, 27 points in a playoff game, right? They they should have won the playoff game last year. You've got one of the best five quarterbacks in the league right now. Um, so I think Belichick wants to actually build something, and I think knowing Belichick, he's seventy-one. Does he want to start? I think over he does. I think he thinks he can do it in four or five years. Uh, and you got to remember, this is like for him, this is life. This I don't think Bill Belichick wants to go into the sun, uh, yeah. to the sunset there, and just uh, say, you know what, I'm done with coach. I think really his his. Remember, when you're that driven, that competitive for that long, you're made a little bit different. Which is also fascinating. It is fascinating. It is really interesting. The best coaches on the market seemingly aren't going to be coaching next year. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, our question is kind of answered with Reed just in the sense that when you look, it's kind of Belichick and Reed over the last decade or so, and they're they're in kind of a group of their own at this point. It's kind of amazing. Kansas City as as a dynasty, where do you think they are on that? See, for me, 27, 28, I can't, I don't love commenting on the dynasties before. I, I didn't watch the game. I, I know it's kind of a cop-out, and yeah. it's just something I live by. If I didn't watch the team, if I didn't watch the games, I don't like to comment on it. That's okay. just kind of how I am, and I know that kind of just, like, deletes a lot of history for right. me. But, I mean, it's Brady and Belichick, mm-hmm. and then, like, it's just because they haven't done it as long, yeah. and it's, like, we're not far behind. It's I don't. What? There's not a ton of dynasties in the NFL, especially right. like coach to the quarterback yeah. dynasties. Like the Belichick and Brady was a dynasty. Yeah. No one's disputing that. But after that, 
Like Manning never really had a dynasty. I guess the Manning and Dungey was at a dynasty. Not yeah. You got to really. win a couple. You got to win, win multiple. a couple, Roger. Which, which would mean that Tom Coughlin and Eli Manning were a dynasty. They won two Super I mean, Bowls like there. Almost, That's what that no, would they're mean. They're not a dynasty, but they're the closest thing to it. I guess <laughs> after that, like who else was a dynasty in the last twenty years? Yeah, it's because um, there's not a ton so of dynasties in you, the NFL. And and this is a look. Self-admittedly, so this is a ridiculous conversation. It is, but. Uh, I like ridiculous conversation. It's Super Bowl week, and we got to have a little bit of fun over here. Would you classify the Patriots dynasty as one long 18, 20-year dynasty, or would you say that there were multiple dynasties within the Patriots? Because remember, the first four years of Brady, they won three Super Bowls. They, didn't win they had a, a drought, right, thanks to Eli Manning and Tom yeah. Coughlin, who you know ended up beating them in those two Super Bowls there. Um and then all of a sudden, they win three Super Bowls, and I think it was five years. So would you classify it as two dynasties no. or one long dynasty? One long dynasty. With a little bit of a dry spell the, for you it, just, you will. The, the coach and the quarterback was always the same. Yeah. That was always a constant on that team. No matter mm -hmm. what you change, special teams, uh, coaching, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, skill players, there was always two constants. Right. And that was the quarterback, and that was the coach. Right. And to me, that's just one long dynasty that just kind of – Beat science, mm -hmm. beat everyone's <laughs> expectations, and just went on for longer than anybody ever expected. And I don't think there'll be another dynasty like that like unless that, you that have long. Mahomes, yeah. Belichick. I mean, sorry, Mahomes and, and Reed. Reed's a little older now. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough to imagine Reed going another 10 years, let's say, right? I mean, you could imagine that Reed doing a couple more years, but you'd need Reed to go another 10 years for it to, you know, kind of be in the conversation and having that kind of a length of a dynasty there, right? I imagine Reed maybe doing a couple more years. I could see Mahomes. I know he's already talked about playing into his 40s. Mahomes um, will play as long as he wants to play. Yeah. Yeah, and as long as his body can hold up, right? I mean, he's... He hasn't really had many injuries. He's had yeah. really one injury thus Which far. Which he willed through last year. Mm -hmm. That was amazing. Like, I mean, to, to win those football games against Burrow last year and then to gut it up in the Super Bowl when he got re-injured at halftime, which who knows what the heck they ended up shooting his leg up with, both those football games. But the fact that he was able to come back out and win that football game and Willem at the time against a really good Eagles football team was amazing. So what do you think the public lies in this game? Do you think the, the mm. general public is rooting for the Chiefs or the 49ers? The public that don't wear bracelets, first yes. of all, right? Okay, the non-bracelet-wearing non public. Um, you know, it's interesting. I would say... The money... On the yeah, game tell me where it is. Tell is me. It's on the Chiefs. Okay. Which scares me. Right. Because I said I'm throwing everything out the window that I know about fading yeah. the public, about fading And the, you're going with Mahomes, right? And I just said, Until I'm just going to take Mahomes, Mahomes and I'm just going to say, you, so be it. Right. Mahomes has burned <laughs> you if you've know, been on the other side of it. And I'm there. That's exactly where I am as well. I'm with Mahomes on this one. But it scares me that San Fran is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Well, you have to think they're a better rounded football but team. But are they? I think so. What? Well, defensive-wise, Kansas City's probably better, although Kansas they're very City is close. a better defense, right? and Kansas City is a better quarterback. Look at the offensive weapons, though. Oh, I mean, yes. they have so many different weapons. Uh, they can attack you Samuel. so many different ways. That's another question there. So they can, they'll can they test that out in the first few minutes of the game, and they'll figure out whether he's a decoy or whether he's not. Um, but, I mean, still, you have Ayuk, you have, obviously, yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Kittle is one of those guys. In all the Kelsey Swift talk, I, I mean, Kittle is a really great tight end that doesn't get talked about, I think, anywhere near enough. But no, he's he doesn't. really, really good. Um, you know, 
I think it's you got to see you got to see a quarterback come and beat Mahomes before you and go. And if you go by the, the eye test, I mean, San Fran could have easily lost, lost both, both those of football those games. games. And we're talking about Green Bay yeah. at home mm-hmm. and Detroit at home. Yeah. And in the Chiefs' perspective, we're talking about a team that went. I mean, they they pretty much beat Miami from start to finish. Yeah. And then they went to Buffalo and yeah. won, and then went to Baltimore and won. Like yeah. if you look at the eye test. The Chiefs should be the favorites. Yeah. Chiefs, everybody should be in the Chiefs. They should be the favorites in this game, and they're not. And to me, it's concerning. Yeah, I, I At hear least you. Big for time. somebody that wants to Chiefs to win, it's uh, yeah. I'm still going with the Chiefs on this one. I hear exactly what you're saying. I hear that. Uh, I won't let me my like knowledge of betting and saying, all right, I'm just going to fade the public. Right. I'm not going to let that get me in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm just going to take Mahomes because it probably got. It probably got you last got year with last week, with, well, with got Philly. Me last week, last with week, Baltimore, right. especially because mm-hmm. I said, I mean, everyone's on the Chiefs again. Yeah. Everyone's on them, and Baltimore's you know four point favorites right. at home. I'll take Baltimore just yeah. based on the fact that I'm going to fade the public, and mm-hmm. it, it went it went totally against me. So I'm not going to do that again. And, yeah. and now I'll lose. But <laughs> no, you're not because I'm with you on this one. Actually, even though we've been on the opposite side, I feel like of so many picks this year, I'm actually with end. you on it. No, I think it is going to be good. I think last week, last week you had Baltimore, I had Kansas City, but didn't we both have San Fran in last week's game? Or we had, well, we I, like I had Detroit, Detroit to cover. We, we, we had like the middle, Detroit right? We had cover. Detroit to cover. So we, we both we both ended up so we were on the same side of that game right there. So our recent history says it's actually going to be good. Okay, that's well, what, that's a that's, good sign. At I'm, tr- least. I'm trying to make you feel better about this that's because that's going to really matter as we get to kickoff over here and, and the game starts. You think there's an X factor in the game? Um, I think, I think is is San Francisco's defense what we've seen the last couple of weeks, or are they actually going to step up and be one of the best defenses in football? Because if it's what we've seen the last and couple of weeks, then right. Kansas City's going to run the table with them. And I think it might even be a 2-3 score football game. Uh, if they actually step up and play the kind of defense that we've seen at points of the season with San Fran and that we expect them to, to play, uh, then I think it's a really, really tight football game that can go either way. And I think that's also the difference between you're over and under here, right? I mean, in terms of those who are looking at the total, deciding whether or not they want to go over the 47 and a hook, under the 47 and a half, I mean, just look at the San Francisco defense. If you think they're going to show up, Probably the under is a better bet. If you think they're going to not show up and, and if they're going to kind of be like what they've been the last couple of weeks, then you end up going over. What I find interesting is if you watch that Chiefs Ravens game last. And by night, the way, I, I love how we've tran- we've transferred from uh, Mahomes and uh, Purdy talking about how faithful they are to now we're all of a sudden going about right into the props over here of the Super Bowl. But you know that's why this is this is a show that we can cover all on, and that's why I really like this. The, the amount of money that's going to be gambled on this game is going to be concerning. Yeah. Maybe not concerning, but record-shattering. Yeah. And there's so much money on this game. So I haven't looked at it close enough, but I imagine there are... Are there Taylor Swift props out there? I have not... So like. I have Hold not, on. Okay, you, you say something that's so. going to entertain our audience while I go and put my head down and look at it. Because well, I feel like this is, Taylor Swift this is would good. Be if there was Taylor Swift. Oh, How yes, many okay. times are they going to show Taylor Swift over under four and a half? That would probably be... You think four and a half? Okay, you know what? I, now not, i got to look this up because this is too Taylor good Swift. right here. They, they, they not. They have they, the coin. I just don't think that FanDuel... And like I said, there's so much money right. that's going to be on... The, are you able to put a Taylor Swift prop on FanDuel that is actually 
You're going to tell me that is not fixed in any sort of way? <laughs> I'm, I'm not seeing Taylor Swift props right here up, but I have heard there are some Taylor Swift props up there. I'm sure in the offshore books you could find some. Yeah. I can't oh, imagine FanDuel. L- let me ask you. The, so this year, Taylor Swift obviously dominated so much of the off-the-field coverage of the NFL. How do you feel about the Swift effect? Are I you like sick it. of it? Interested? I'm in for it. it. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it doesn't bother it me doesn't. as much. It really, really doesn't. And before, uh, I, I mean, I want to cut you off right there. You know, I've heard a lot of political talk that, well, this is going to be disastrous for Trump because she's going to come on out and she's going to endorse Biden. And I'll just say this. I think all that is baked in there and call that a pun because she ended up holding up the Biden 2020 cookies. But I expect her. She did. She endorsed Biden in 2020. Okay. Yeah. she, She had cookies of Biden 2020. So I think the fact that Swift is a Joe Biden supporter. I think, first off, that's baked in. And secondly, I think most Americans look at celebrities and megastars like Taylor Swift and say, you know what? They might they might be able to entertain me, but they don't necessarily know what's best to feed my family to protect our country. And so I think she has a lot less weight than people give her credit for. Well, she hasn't done anything yet. She and hasn't done anything chance yet. To, and I don't think it's gonna, she's going to do anything in the Super Bowl. Do... Does Kelsey propose to Swift if That's another they question. win the game? That's been uh, no, no. Interesting. I See, have. I was under the impression mm-hmm. that there's no chance that Travis would ever propose to her in general. I thought not that it was a fake relationship, but that it was still new, mm-hmm. and that they've only been dating for how long at this point? Eight months. Is he really going to propose that quickly? And now I'm kind of seeing that he asked the uh, father. I've heard that. I've heard this too. These rumors that are going sort of around over here. Yeah, and then I heard that he may have bought the ring already. So really, yeah, that's gonna that's got to be source. a big ring. That's got to be a big be a nice ring. It's got to be a big ring. He won't do it on the Super Bowl. Mm. First of all, they'd have to win. If he did it when they when they lost, yeah, you can't do it when you lose. To the face of can't every single football I mean, fan it in may even be that Taylor Swift, if the Chiefs don't Would somehow Taylor win this Swift football game, she might dump him. She might dump him. She can't be seen with. With a loser. I mean, the only loser she's going to be with in 2024 is Joe Biden. Guy, That's it. I'm actually, I'm actually back on the Travis Kelsey bandwagon. You're back on? Yeah. What What brought you back on the bandwagon? I just think that he... Was it the way he played the last two football games where he actually played a, like a, like a, a tough yeah, football a player? football player, mm-hmm. and as long as he doesn't spew up his political views... Which he does. Which he I mean, he's out does. there in vaccine commercials and this, and he's... Well, I will say, yes. I'm just going to defend him here. I would do the same thing. If you had that amount of money slapped on the table yeah. for you right there, you would say, "Bam, I do yeah, it." Yeah, I'd say sure. You, you'd throw the the double the double uh, the double band aids up right I there. You think would. he's actually getting it? You think it's actually legitimate where he got the two in one shot? I I doubt that he actually did get it. I think if that's I just said a pitch Andrew Julian, I'm give you twenty million dollars. Yeah, you're gonna retire soon. You're right, thirty four years old. You're mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey right now, but oh, you're Andrew Julian. Okay, and I said, "You're gonna retire soon." Mm-hmm. You want to make all the money you can before you go into the sunset with your beautiful soon-to-be wife. Right. I'm going to offer you $20 million to do a commercial. Yeah. You know what you remind me and of right now? you say no? You remind me of Al Pacino and the Devil's Advocate because that's a deal with Satan. That's what that is right there. If you're talking about actually making a deal for money with a vaccine company— um, 
I really have problems with that. So I understand what you were talking about. And look, $20 million, I think, to Travis Kelsey is different than $20 million to you or to me. $20 million is $20 million. We're talking about $20 million. It is a lot of money, and everybody does have their price. And I think that's kind of the point that you're making in all this. Um, I think with Swift, with Kelsey, I think it's baked in that that they are going to be supporting Biden. They're going to be pushing these kind of leftist causes right there. And I think people understand and expect that. You know? I haven't seen it yet, though. Yeah. Well, I think we'll see. We will see. Think I think you're going to see more of it. Bowl? I don't know. I think they'd wait until we get a little closer to the election. I think they're not even sure that Joe Biden's yeah. going to make it into election day, and uh, or even to to, uh, to to the convention. So I think they're probably what waiting about a little Mahomes bit. Mahomes endorses Trump. I don't know if Mahomes is going to do it. I I would hope that Mahomes thinks about it. That would be a great. Uh, That'd be a great back and forth. That's a little bit like what Lynn Swan and Franco Harris used to do. Lynn Swan, big, big Republican backer. Uh, and then Franco Harris would come out and back the Democrat. They were on the same team. Obviously, two Hall of Famers from the Pittsburgh Steeler dynasty. Uh, it'd be fascinating to see if that actually entices Mahomes to come on out and say, you know what, now I'm going to back Now I'm gonna back Trump. I don't think, I think either you or. You I think, think so? I think you will. I think him and Swift will, and I think you it's think baked so? in a little bit. I know I've said baked in a lot because it's the pun that I'm going for over here. But um, What do you think? They'll do a commercial with him or something? Uh, or like not commercial with him, but like a commercial supporting him or something on... I don't know what Swift ends up doing with them. They might He might go out and play like a concert for him or something like that. Remember, uh, Lady Gaga did that in 2020 for Biden. So my guess is that that might be actually what they end up doing. Okay, before we have to wrap up, because we got to wrap up okay. here in a little bit, I want to ask you about a different type of football. Just this week, it's been announced that at Giant Stadium, I still like to call it Giant Stadium, even though it's MetLife, but Frank, I don't think they're even calling it MetLife specifically for this game. The World Cup 2026 final is going to be there. You've been to a lot of different events at MetLife Stadium over the last year and a half, two years. What do you think that is going to look like, the World Cup well, I think at it's going to be MetLife. an awesome scene. Yeah. I think it's great for stadium. I think it's great for the economy. I think it's great for New York. But they got to fix the field. Yeah, I think that's point. really what comes down to, I mean, if you want to start doing events at MetLife Stadium in New York under the bright lights, you got to fix the field. Absolutely. The players hate the field. Yeah. The players are the ones on the field, and they are continuously coming out speaking against the field, mm -hmm. continuously getting hurt, and you don't make a change. Yeah. I think they have to really sit down and say, if we want to have these events at MetLife Stadium in New York under the bright lights and reap the benefits of the money and everything that comes with it, we got to at least hear out what the players are saying. Mm -hmm. And I think they have to get rid of the. They have to fix the field. They yeah. just have to. Yeah, so that goes from being the field turf where they are right now, which is the fake synthetic yeah. grass, to actually growing real grass, actually getting it out there. And what are the, I guess, the benefits of the turf or what? It's just easier easy to maintain. Easy to maintain, right? That's definitely it. I mean, we're talking about, um, you know, but yeah, you're ta that life. Look, you think is it that difficult? Think about Aaron Rodgers and what that costs yeah. your team, your season right there. Look, maybe it costs you an extra... 
you know, million, five million dollars a year. When you're talking about this level of athlete, this is nothing compared to actually what it would actually cost you. So it, it sh- that's a really, really interesting take on it. It should be amazing. I had the opportunity to go to the World Cup semifinal when it was in New York the last time in 1994 at Giant Stadium. Oh, it was wow. Italy. Italy ended up winning that game. Roberto Baggio scored two goals, got injured, and then missed in the Are you final. A soccer fan? Uh, I'm I'm a fair weather soccer fan. F- once once every four years, yeah, I so like watching the World Cup, um, and that's and that's pretty much it right there. I root for the USA, and then I'll also root for Italy. And that's kind of where I end up with with soccer right there. But I do get into it for that one month a year. I agree. So very I think fair the World weather. Cup's fun. It's exciting. It's it's the fans go crazy. I think just the like the camaraderie around the world is pretty cool when <laughs> when when that comes along. So okay, final thoughts on the Super Bowl here from I guess we got to do our DeDino. picks, right? Yeah, we do have to do our picks. We do. I'll My let final you, I'll thoughts on the Super Bowl are: I'm hoping for an entertaining game. Is fourth and foremost what I want. Yes. And if you point a gun at my head, I'm just going to take Patrick Mahomes and close my eyes. And I think it's an easy game. I'm going to take the better quarterback. I'm going to take what I think is the better defense. And despite all the ups and downs that Kansas City's had all all season long, I think they uh, prevail and they win another Super Bowl. There you go. You have it from Mike Dino. Uh, I actually am going to go with you on this one. I know through most of the season we've picked on other sides. It's mostly because I've been a delusional Giant fan, and that's why you've picked the other side. Uh, first half of the season, I think that worked out very well for you. Second half, the Giants actually did oh. some late covers, which was actually a little better for me and, and got me back to even. Uh, but I'm with you on this one. I need to see somebody beat Mahomes before I actually go and put my money behind them. I'm going with Patrick Mahomes. I think the Chiefs win their third Super Bowl in the last six years, their fourth Super Bowl of all time. I think Andy Reid ends up becoming one of the greatest coaches of all time. Same thing with Patrick Mahomes, and this is the beginning, or I should say the continuation of a dynasty right now. They've already began their dynasty here a few years back, but I am going with the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't feel good about it. You don't feel good. That. No, I don't. I just think. But every- isn't that just your natural way of watching football? Yes. Okay, so that's uh, that's just kind of your standard, right there. You don't want to. Well, actually usually, feel too good about as you know from our twenty weeks doing this, I yeah. just kind of fade the public. Yeah, I say. What week is this, by the way? Every single week, you say this is week. You know, nineteen, week twenty, week twenty-one. Is this week 22, 19, 20, 21, 22? You're right. How about that? Look at that. A little counting math by the two of us. You. Do you count preseasons by saying this is week negative three, week yes. negative two, week negative one? Yeah. yeah. Do you start that off by like uh, the combine basically? Yes. So like you'll start off like next uh, in a couple of weeks, like say Draft this season. is week negative 33 yes. or something like that. Okay. We are, 33, we are negative 33 weeks away from football. Do you have, do you have like, a ca- like a calendar like Justice Kavanaugh has I where do. you actually write it down and say, squeeze coming to visit me here. It's only 87 days till the start I of the do. Super Bowl. I have uh, my countdown of- ready starting Monday I'll have my countdown for I like football. it I like it okay every single time I see in the office here I want you to just tell me a number have don't have number. to say anything just give me a number that's all I want to know I'll have it on my calendar at my desk for you well my friend it has been awesome covering picks with you yeah, this year it's always a pleasure. it has been great let's enjoy the Super Bowl let's absolutely have a blast and make sure you come back next week to the Andrew Giuliani show enjoy the Super Bowl with your friends remember even when they give you the woke stuff here on the Super Bowl You could still go and enjoy the things that you like about it. Uh, That's what I'll be doing, and uh, I'll see you next week.
Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.